Project Tariag Day 43, Mitzvah Resh Samachvot. That is Shaloi Yisokoyen Isha Zoyna. Pasuk says Isha Zoyna Vachadol Da Yikachu, and this means any coin, whether a coin gadol or a regular coin, has an Isha to marry a lady who is considered a Zoyna. The Isha is Lo Yikachu, which means the Isha is on marrying her. Not necessarily being together with her, and therefore the Hagdara is any lady that's also for a Koyan to marry because she's in the category of a Zaina. There's a Laita say if he does, and if he did anything, and it will be Chayav Malkut for doing so. What considered somebody is a Zaina? Firstly, a non Jew is considered a Zaina, they're all of the Cheskas. Haven't been been involved in relationships which are also to them. Besides the fact that kiddushin marriage isn't really chal, doesn't take effect with a non-Jew, and if that's the case, the relationship is one of znus. Similarly, if a lady had been together with anyone who it's also for her to marry, an issue which applies to all people, so being together with him would make her into a zayna. Similarly, anyone who had, lady who had been together with a coin is a halal, even though that's not also for a Jewish lady to marry a halal. But since the Torah says that being with a halal then makes a puzzle to marry other coinim, so it should also be in this category. Masha Enken, what's different is when it comes to an Isser, which isn't a din in a, a forbidden marriage, it's just an Isser such as a lady who is a nida, or for example someone who is with an animal, these things, even though they are punishable, and there are various in their own rights, but they don't make her into a zayna. Similarly, a relationship with a pnuya, with a non-married man and lady, even if they are not married and is an isra involved, but since they could be married, they wouldn't make her possible, wouldn't make her into a zayna either. Relationship with a nunja, with a mamza, with an evid, with someone who is also for her to marry, so then that would make her into a zayna, as long as she's over the age of three and he's over the age of nine. Because that younger than that age, they are considered roy, able yet to be involved in a maizabir. Also included in this category is if the wife of, who's already married to a kohen says they're nasty, that she been involved in an in in issue with somebody after she's married, which is also also she's an ish, ish they will make her a zayna. However, in cases like that, Chazal made it a corner that we don't have to believe her because you're worried she might be using it as an excuse to get divorced. And therefore, whether she says an onus happened to her or she chose to be involved in a different relationship after she was married, she's not necessarily believed. But if the husband does believe her, and if that's the case, it would be also for him to be continue to be married to her. The reason for the mitzvah, says the Chinuch, since the Kohenim were chosen to serve Hashem, therefore they have to have a certain level of Kedusha, and since a person's mind is, at least to some extent, always connected to his spouse, to his married to, therefore to be married to somebody who would be antithetical to Kedusha, would bring him down from that level, the Torah makes also for him, as well as the fact that it's an embarrassment for the Ovid Hashem 
to be married to somebody who people look at as being on a much lower level because of what she's done in the past. Mitzvah and a continuation of the same idea. A coin can't marry a lady who's called a chalala. From the same passage, a chalala is somebody who's born from a union with a coin which is Asr. For example, if a coin gadol marries an almana, which we'll see is not allowed to do, or a regular coin marries a grusha, also which is terrified, so their child, their daughter will be a chalala. And same thing, somebody who had, the lady who had married a coin when she wasn't allowed to do that, would also be a chadola. The same reason for the smiths is the one previously, and that is the coin's level of kedusha dictates that he marries somebody who's not going to bring him down from the level that he's on. But here the Torah specifies that the punishment for marrying a chadola, which is Malchus, is only if you would both marry her and be together with her, Whereas if they just be together, or you just marry her but hasn't actually yet approached her, so there wouldn't be Malchus. And like in all the cases of forbidden marriages, if there would be a penalty, then it would be, it'd be given to both the man and to the lady. Second din of Khalal is that even though the Koyen doesn't become Khalal by being involved in such a relationship, only his children do, but the lady who he's been with, she will become a chalala, and therefore she'll be also to marry any future coin. Midaraisa, a chalala is only from the union of a coin with one of the ladies also for a coin to marry, such as a grusha. Since Rabbanan said that a chalotza, a lady said chalitza, is in a similar category to a grusha, and if a coin would be with a grusha or with a chalotza, she would be a chalala mid Rabbanan. Which applied to the whole of Klai Israel, any of the Surah Arayas or the Surah of Nida, wouldn't make the lady into a Khalala, even though the penalty is that much more serious. If a Kohen would marry a lady with a Suffolk to ask if she's a Grusha or a Zaina, then the child would be a Khalal mi Suffolk, which means that we're not sure if he has a dilemma of a Kohen because he's a regular Kohen, or he's a dilemma of a Yisrael because a dilemma of a Khalal. That he loses his status as a Kohen and can do things that a Kohen can't do, such as metame himself to dead people, and it would be asked for him to have the privilege of the Kohenim, such as the Yitrima. And in this case, since the person will not chef is a Halal, so he has a Suffolk, and therefore both ways you have to be careful, which means he can't metame himself, on the other hand, he can't do Truma. He has to marry someone that a Kohen is allowed to marry, and uh, on the other hand, he can't do avoid in the best of English because. In the case of the Sophic, we have to work both ways, whether it's a Shrel or a Koyen. However, if we have two Sophics, which means we have a Sophic Khalal who married into a family, and we don't know who in the family he married, and therefore each person in the family is a Sophic, if they were the one who married the Khalal, and if the Khalal was really a Khalal, we call it Sophic, a double Sophic. In that case, we aren't Khoshesh, because even though we're discussing a Doraisa, the principle is that by Sveik Sveikah, when we have a double doubt as to what something is, we can be makel and assume it not to be problematic even on a Doraisa level. The Isurim of who the Kohen can marry only applies to the male Kohenim. A female Kohen can marry somebody such as a Ger, for example, or a 
or a halal if she wants to. The Isra is only in the male coin and not to marry ladies who are to them. That this mitzvah applies in every place in time, and therefore a man is a coin who marries a halala, and not just because the guy she marries together with her, he's Chayav Malkus. If he marries a Suffolk halala, or halala de Rabbanon, like for example the child of Chalotza, if that's the case, the Rabbanon give Malkus Maradus. But for the lady coin to marry someone on that, or who's also for a coin to marry, wouldn't, the issue wouldn't apply, that's what the Torah says is what. Mitzvah that a coin is not allowed to marry a grosha, that has been divorced, the Pasuk says, the isha grosha me isha, and that is the wife from her husband, no yukachu. But by a regular coin, he's allowed to marry an almana, someone whose husband died, but not to marry a grosha, someone whose husband divorced her. Right. The reason for the interesting enough the Chinuch says is the same reason as the other ladies you mentioned, and that is it's not fitting for a coin's elevated spiritual status to marry a Grisha. The din of a Grisha is whether she was engaged with Kedush or married, either way around. If her husband divorces her, but the catch is called a Grisha. Similarly, a lady of Chalitza, Midrabanan, has a din as well. However, a child who is a mema'enes, which means that if she was married by her family because her father had died and she is still under the age of 12, and if that's the case, the nature of the marriage is only rabbinic, and Rabbanon allowed her to decide she doesn't want to stay married and undo the marriage, and that's the case, she's not called a grusha, she's con- it's considered that she never wanted to be married in the first place, and if that's the case, she would not have a mema'enes, and then in such a category, wouldn't be also to wouldn't be also to a coin. When it comes to a suffix, even though by a suffix grusha, or even if there's a rumor that she's a grusha, the halach is also for to marry a coin. But if it's been the rabbanon level, such as a suffix by chalitza, so here rabbanon went machmir, and they didn't ask a suffix chalitza to a coin. I have a same same thing. If a coin would marry a grusha, he'd be mechuyev to divorce her. And same thing, a Sophic grusha. However, if a coin would marry a Sophic chalutza, he wouldn't have to divorce her. This is applies in every place and time to the male koinim. And if a coin would marry and be with a isha who's a grusha, he'd be chayav malchus. The chinuch tells us another principle in halacha, and that is the same lady could be in more than one category. And it's possible, therefore, to get punished twice for marrying the same lady. For example, a lady who had first been a widow, an almana, and therefore should be also, as we'll see, to a coin gadol. And thereafter, she remarries and becomes and gets divorced. So now she's also a grusha. If that's the case, someone who's the coin gadol who's with her will get Marcus both for almana and for a grusha, because by becoming a grusha, she becomes more also. Because no, now she's not just also to the coin god, but she's also to every coin as well. However, if it would have been the other direction, which means that she first was in the divorcee, in which case she's also to all the coinim, including the coin god, and then afterwards she remarries and becomes an almana, so now even though there's another din, which is an almana, since it doesn't add any iser or any category of iser to her previous status, so then if the coin god is with her, you'll only get one malchus, because whereas in the Grusha ex- ex- broadens the scope of the people that the ladies also to, 
after she's no mana. In the, the other way around, if she's no mana, it doesn't add more to what she was as a Krishna. This is what Harakhiti is called Isr Moisif, which means if a second Isr adds more to the people who Osir, or the category of what's Osir than the first one, then it adds another punishment to the person who's either. Mitzvah is a positive mitzvah on the Jewish people to Makadish, to sanctify the Kainim. The Pasuk says, Vakidashtoi, you must make him Kadosh. And the, the way to do that, the Gemara says, is in any Davosh of Kedusha to give him opportunity to be first. So whether it's to bench first, to get the first Aliyah, to get the first portion, is all included in the, in the Yisrael's mitzvah of being Makadish the Kain. Even if the Kohen refuses, we don't listen to him because the point of the Kiddush here is as covered of Hashem that after he chose the Kohen to serve him, so we're giving them honor. And similarly, if it's to make the Kohen do the Avoida, there will also be a part of this mitzvah of Kedusha. Even a Kohen who's disqualified from doing Avoida, for example, he's a Balmum, nevertheless, since he's still a Kohen, we still have the Indian of being a Chabitin. Reason for the mitzvah is because it's a covet of the master that people respect his servants as well. And therefore, since the Kohenim were chosen to serve Hashem on a high level, it's a covet for Hashem that we respect the Kohenim who his, his servants, so to speak. And the Kohenim adds that our mindset, our machshava, in being Muhammad the Kohenim, is really as a covet of Hashem, and therefore, it's a way that Hashem will, in return, give us bracha and whatever we ask Him for, because uh, as a so to speak, response for our showing the respect that's due to Him. A practical example of this is when we read the Torah, we give the coin the first aliyah, and even if there are two coinim, we don't give one coin aliyah after the second coin. We only give one coin, then we give a levi, and then Yisrael. This mitzvah applies in every place in time, both men and to ladies, that all Yisraelim have a mitzvah to mechab with the koinim, and if a person's over and doesn't do this, he's been battle this mitzvah to say. This only applies to a koin who's obviously keeping the Torah, and a koin with a Russian loses his privilege of deserving this honor. Mitzvah reish ayin, that's an isra on the koin gadol, not to metame himself, defile himself, to a mace, to a dead person, even the six relatives, which the Pasuk says a regular coin is allowed to defile himself to. The Pasuk says, On any dead person, he shouldn't betime himself. For the mitzvah, as we saw by the coinim, it's someone who's serving Hashem, it's correct, proper for him to distance himself from Tumah. Ka'al v'choymeh, the coin Gadol, who was chosen more than anybody else, to be sanctified to serve Hashem. If that's the case, he needs so much more so to be mafid, to remain in a status of tire of purity. And therefore the Torah never asked him to metam himself, even for his immediate relatives. Even though the Torah allowed the regular coin to metam himself as a necessary means to express normal emotions one feels the passing of someone close to them, when it comes to the coin Gadol, says the Chinuch, because of this tremendous level of dvekas he has, he's completely distanced from the way a normal person would feel, and therefore he loses all connection to this physical world, and therefore on the loss of a close relative he won't cry, 
He's already separated from that physical reality, even in his lifetime, and therefore the Torah didn't see the necessity of making a dispensation for him to allow himself to defile himself to any to any mess. This is only applies in time of English when there was a coin Gadol, even if the coin Gadol happened to be out of the Beis Hamikdash at the time. But today, when there's no Beis Hamikdash, no one's been appointed to coin Gadol, so this mitzvah wouldn't apply to anyone. If the coin Gadol is over and he does return himself to a mess, so then like every day that which has an action, he'll be chayav malchus. Mitzvah Reish Ayin Aleph, and that is a continuation of the previous mitzvah that the coin Gadol is not allowed to return himself to any mace. So either we saw there's two ways a person can return himself to a mace. One is by being in the same room or being in the same airspace as a mace, which is called Thomas Oil. And the second one is either by touching or carrying the mace, which is Thomas Mago. And therefore we have one possible to forbid the coin god to return himself to a mace by being in the same enclosure as a mace, in the same area. And the second part is because you can't touch or carry the mess, which is also worth with himself to a mess. Even though the Torah verbalizes these two separate Yisurim, the Yavoy, you shouldn't come into the mess, and the Yisurim, the Yitam, you shouldn't touch the mess and the Talmud himself by a coin Godel. The truth is these two Yisurim will apply to a coin Hedyot also regarding the people that's also him to Talmud himself to. As in the case of the previous mitzvah, this mitzvah will only apply in time of the Besamidish when there was a coin Gadol. Wherever the coin Gadol happens to be, he would be over the Isser of Pimitam himself to a mace and Mikhail Malkus. Mitzvah Reisha in base, and there is a mitzvah in the coin Gadol to marry uh, as a wife someone who is a Besula. The Pasuk says, He has to take the Isha who is still a Besula. The reason for the mitzvah says the Chinuch. Because the Ikra Tavishab Adam, what the best way for a person to be is that his Mahshavas, his thoughts should be pure and and knocky tar because the person's actions part of what he's what he's thinking about. And therefore someone who's involved constantly in serving Hashem, like the Queen Godel is. So it's right for him to marry someone who's never had her mind on anyone else except for him. And as a result of that their children will be on a much higher level. Will also be right to continue being kind of Gedalim. And therefore, someone who's actually been in a relationship with someone else, for sure their mind has been on another person, which is not, we don't know that to be the case of someone who's never been married before. And as an extension of this, the Gemara learns that the Kohen God has to marry a girl who's still a Nairo before she becomes a Bergeris. And he explains the Chinuch, once she becomes a Bergeris, then we assume that her mind is already cracked on her machshavas to, to marry and therefore she's thought about other men her machshavas is cracked around his lotion and if that's the case the congodal shouldn't be marrying her similarly if she'd been engaged before even if she was never married he should also be also to the coin for the same reason when she already got engaged with somebody so we assume she'd already been intending him to be her husband and therefore it should be possible to the coin godal is an extension to this rule, and that is a lady who's not a Besoda, even if she's never been with a man. But the Gemara calls Mukas H, she suffered an injury, she's also asked to the Kohen Gadol. And the reason he says here is he brings the Gemara that a lady is only Koyre Spris, because he makes a covenant 
The Misha I saw Kelly, the first one who had been with her, and as a result, she no longer B'Sula. And therefore, in a case like this, she says, She won't be co-expressed with anybody, because no one was, invo- was the one who made her into the Kelly. And if that's the case, the Halach is a coin girl shouldn't be, shouldn't marry her. However, if he did, then he would be allowed to remain married to her, which is not the case. If he'd marry somebody who had been married before, then we ask for him to remain married to her. There's two ways a person can become a Kohen Gadol. Either he had the Shemina Mishcha put on his head, or he was given the big the Kohen Gadol to wear. For example, in the time period of time when there was no longer a Shemina Mishcha, such as the time of the second verse in Mikdash, and both Kohen and Gadolim would be, this room would apply to. If he would have married an Almana before he became a Kohen Gadol, now he became a Kohen Gadol, he doesn't have to separate from her. And the last thing is that a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry two wives, and Bada says, he should be Sula Yikach, Tafka, one wife. And this mitzvah also, like all the mitzvahs of the Kohen Gadol, will apply only in the time of the Basim there was a Kohen Gadol. And if he would be over in this and marry somebody who's not a Basula, so he's invited this mitzvah to say, and you'd have to divorce her.